Dumelangamzanzi and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a no-holds-barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I am your host, Nolutando Ngakani, and I am here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those medical shames and woes you dare not speak of in public. No bump or lump is too embarrassing here. Baby, you are in a safe space. I don't think I will ever adjust to how fast this year is moving. 2022 did not come to play. Enough main character syndrome from Lulu. I agree this show is not about me. We have friends in crisis to attend to. But show me the guys and show me the girls. This week, we have a daddy in crisis from Katu in the Northern Cape who sent us this voice note. My five-year-old started getting dental caries on her forefront teeth around three years old. And now she has a strip of discolored tooth across all top teeth. The dentist said there's really nothing we can do and that she will lose those teeth. We brush twice daily and all of her other teeth are gorgeous. She was breastfed until she was two and a half years old and does not have anemia. Now my son, he has all of his front teeth and the same is repeating on his teeth. Uh, one of his top front teeth already has a white spotting of decay and I can't understand. I always thought since my daughter was a majorly picky eater, that could have caused it as well. But my son is a fantastic eater and has uh, less visible health issues than my daughter had. Uh, he is still breastfed, never bottle fed. He also gets thorough toothbrushing twice daily. I don't understand if this could be a genetics or what i've never heard children's teeth doing this especially in both children it makes me feel like i'm doing something wrong and no matter what i do i can't seem to correct or reverse this problem oscar stressa papa cape town dentist dr farah sidat is coming to your rescue dr sidat practices all fields of dentistry but her focus lies in pediatric dentistry which she is very passionate about Dr. Sidat, can you tell us how common dental caries are in children? You know what? Globally, dental caries is one of the biggest diseases that affects children worldwide. It's actually the aim of the International Association of Pediatric Dentistry and the South African Association to raise awareness on this problem because of how many children suffer from this. So in light of what you said just now, What our listener is actually describing is something called early childhood caries. It's abbreviated as ECC. So when I talk about it, I will refer to it as ECC. So ECC has a very particular pattern. The way that it starts on your teeth is the front four teeth are affected first. That's mild ECC. Once it progresses further, it will then affect the lower bottom teeth. Then if it progresses even further, it will affect the top back teeth and the very, very last, it will affect the bottom lower teeth. So based on which teeth of your child is affected, you can tell how severe the ECC is. So what your listener was describing is classical early childhood caries in its earliest forms, whereas it's only affecting the front four teeth. So to answer your question, dental caries in children is extremely common, which is so sad, can actually be prevented very easily by just simple tips and tricks from dentists, particularly pediatric dentists, of which hopefully I can share some today. 
and enlighten some moms and some caregivers to hopefully lower the incidence of this problem and hopefully prevent it from happening in the other children. I see some causes thanks to Google, you know. I read that, you know, breastfeeding could possibly increase the risk in cavities in children. Is this an actual fact? Absolutely. So there are multiple studies done regarding this, of which each one yields a slightly different result than the other. But basically what they found is from the ages of 0 to 12 months, breastfeeding does not increase the risk of dental caries. But from 12 months Onwards, there is a very large increase in the risk of dental caries compared to, for example, cow's milk or formula. So if your child is being breastfed from 12 months and onwards, their chance of dental caries increases significantly. That's interesting. And then, you know, why is it important to care for children's teeth if they're going to fall out anyways? This is a question that I wish I could literally tell the entire world. Baby teeth are so, so important. There are multiple important roles of baby teeth, which I will outline. Number one, they maintain the space for our permanent teeth. So they basically guide the permanent teeth to erupt in the correct space. When these baby teeth are lost too early, the permanent tooth loses that guide and either becomes impacted or it comes out crooked in the wrong place because it didn't have the baby tooth to guide it come out in the right place. Again, when we lose a baby tooth, the other teeth sort of like drift into that space and then block the space with the permanent tooth, which further creates another problem regarding loss of space. Number two, in terms of nutrition, baby teeth are extremely important. So as we all know, baby teeth are obviously in our mouths until about the age of 10, 11, or 12. And especially in the younger children under six, they obviously need to eat a nutritional food to be able to grow properly. When they lose their back teeth in particular, even their front teeth, they aren't able to chew food properly. So what they will do is they will opt for foods that don't require lots of chewing. For example, maybe cereal or bread or something which doesn't require chewing, which does compromise their nutrition because, for example, they wouldn't be able to eat an apple because they can't chew the apple, but apples are so healthy for them. So they end up just going into softer foods, which aren't as nutritious as foods that are harder. So it does affect the nutrition severely. The other thing is jaw growth. So the way that our bone in our jaws are, they grow around teeth, whether it's for a child or an adult. That's why, for example, when older people don't have teeth, you see like their mouths shrink. It's the exact same with children. When the teeth are lost early, the jaw doesn't grow the way it's supposed to grow. So the person's looks and face and mouth and jaw gets affected negatively and the jaw becomes smaller which further creates a problem of space with permanent teeth. So they are very, very likely to have crooked teeth and just not an ideal bite and that sort of thing. So baby teeth are very important for jaw growth. The second last thing is confidence. You know how children are when it comes to teasing and mocking and that sort of thing, which is terrible, but that's the reality that we live in. So I've personally seen so many little children who've had early childhood caries, exactly what our listener described on their front teeth. But instead of it being white, it progressed a bit further to being dark brown or black. And they're being teased at school because they have black teeth. So again, it affects confidence very, very badly. And I mean, children of that young age, they need to be nurtured and given positive feedback and, you know, made to be feel important and special. But if someone's picking on them for their black teeth, it's going to severely affect their self-confidence. And at that young age, they're too young to understand that they are not the problem. Someone else is the problem. 
They just have something which they can't control, I would say. And so it affects their confidence very, very negatively, which is horrible. Because, I mean, you don't want these children to grow up with self-confidence issues or feeling like they aren't good enough just because their teeth have dental caries. And the very last thing is speech. So our teeth help us pronounce lots of sounds and words. And if we don't have teeth, we can't talk properly. It also affects their speech, which also can affect their confidence because if they aren't saying some words properly, they can be teased for that, which further affects their self-confidence. So all these things are linked together. Basically, it helps jaw growth and space for the permanent teeth. It helps with nutrition because they're able to eat harder foods that are more nutritious than softer foods, for example. And most importantly, their speech and confidence. Because we want our children to have healthy, beautiful looking teeth that they themselves can be super confident and feel like the million dollars that they are. I didn't even think about all those factors that you mentioned now. Dr. Sidat, can you tell us what parents can do to prevent the occurrence of caries in children then? The first thing would be to familiarize yourself with what I said was ECC, early childhood caries, which is basically caused by milk. Milk is the number one cause of ECC, particularly breast milk. The reason is when a child falls asleep with a bottle of formula or whatever other liquid is in there, except if it's water, or if they fall asleep on the breast, what's happening is that there's unswallowed milk, which is pooling in their mouth and basically sticking onto their teeth. So milk, especially breast milk, has a component of carbohydrate, which is actually lactose. And lactose is a form of sugar. So the body would break down lactose the exact same way it'll break down sugar from candy. So essentially, when the child is falling asleep on the breast, with that milk in the mouth, the body says, oh, it's sugar. And what happens is that when that sugar is broken down, it basically becomes acid, which sticks onto your teeth. And the acid is what causes the breakdown of the teeth. And that's the reason why the front four teeth are most commonly affected, because that's where the milk usually pools when it's unswallowed in the mouth. What you can do is educate yourself regarding breastfeeding, bottle feeding, and keeping the bottle in at night. The main thing I always tell my patients, do not let your child fall asleep on the breast and do not let your child fall asleep with the bottle in their mouth. That is the number one cause of the decay, which is described by our listener. Number one cause. There is no other cause except that. The second thing would be to have a good oral hygiene routine at home. So people think that baby teeth don't actually need to be cleaned that well. They actually do. And the thing is, they need to actually be cleaned by the parents and not the child. Children can only effectively clean their teeth, I would say around the age of eight or nine, where they can effectively clean the teeth as well as adults. Before that, they don't have the dexterity or the knowledge to clean all the areas that do collect plaque. So what I always suggest is let the parent brush for the child at least until age seven. And after that, they need to supervise the child until the parent says, okay, you know what, this child is brushing on all the surfaces. It's okay. They can be left unsupervised now. So brush your child's teeth for them. Flossing. Flossing is so important for baby teeth. 9.9 .9 out of 10 times when I fill a cavity in my practice on a child, it's a cavity which is in between the teeth. And the main reason for getting those is because the parents don't floss or the children don't floss. So flossing is super important. You get really lovely floss picks that have handles to make it easier for children, which you can buy from Clicks or Diskim or usually any leading grocery store or pharmacy. And then your diet. So I always tell parents, 
I'm not saying your child can't have sweets because I mean, my children like sweets as well. But what I do is I leave it as a treat on the weekend. So they aren't having sweets every single day, all the time. It's basically just maybe on the weekend, I give them a bunch of sweets or chocolates and they can eat that. But it's only one day out of the whole week. Also, the other problem is it's not really what you eat, but how often you eat it. So I know I myself as a dentist eat sweets and chocolates all the time, but I'm not eating it all the time. I just have one or two days where I treat myself. So I'm not getting that acid attack on my teeth continuously. So you can still eat sweets and chocolates, but just try and limit that to maybe one or two days in the week. And then of course, your regular checkups and cleanings with your dentist and oral hygienist, very, very important, is fluoride treatments with your dentist or oral hygienist every four to six months, as well as something called sealants, which is a special coating which is applied onto teeth that bonds onto the tooth. And it basically coats the tooth to make it way less susceptible to becoming decayed because the plaque doesn't penetrate the coating. So the tooth actually stays very healthy. You get something called tooth mousse, which is available at most dentists. It is this lovely paste. So when you apply it onto your teeth, it actually rebuilds weakened teeth and greatly increases the strength of the teeth. So they become decayed way less than normal than if you weren't using tooth mousse. So there are these, all these things out there for parents who have children who have weaker teeth. And mouthwash is also a great thing to use. However, mouthwash, the age for them to safely use it, I would say would be seven onwards when they can actually spit and not swallow. Those are my tips, I would say, for good oral hygiene. Thank you, Dr. Sidat. What is some nutrition advice that you can offer for healthy teeth for kids? There are so many options nowadays for healthy snacks and healthy foods for children. What I would say is, number one would be limit the amount of sugar that your child is having. So candies, lollipops, fizzes, chocolates, gummy sweets, bubble gum, all of those are filled with sugar and should be avoided as far as possible. Rather opt for alternatives that don't have as much sugar or are not as bad as, for example, a lollipop that has bubble gum in the center of it. Another great option would be xylitol. So instead of using sugar to sweeten your children's meals or porridge, get something called xylitol. That's what I personally use for my children. So it's available also at most grocery stores and pharmacies. Then you can even opt for stuff like cold drinks that have zero sugar. For example, Fanta Orange has a zero, Coke has a zero. The child still gets to have a nice tasty drink, but there's no sugar in it. So they can actually safely enjoy cold drink without the risk of getting cavities or their teeth becoming decayed. Then the other options that we always suggest for parents, instead of like sweets and candy, for the kids to snack on, for example, in the school lunch and stuff, would be stuff like popcorn, chips like Simba and Lay's and Fritos and knickknacks, that sort of thing. Fruit, fresh fruit, always a winner. Even dried fruits are fine, like dried banana, dried apple. You even get dried strawberries, raisins, peanuts and raisins, uh, peanut butter, and biscuits like mini cheddar biscuits or savory biscuits. Obviously, now you want to choose a savory biscuit over a sweet biscuit like Oreos. But I mean, children love like mini cheddars. And you even get these good morning biscuits that have like, I think, apple and cinnamon flavor and berry flavor. And the kids love that, which is, I mean, great. Instead of having something sweet, they get to have a sweet biscuit, but it doesn't have as much sugar as, for example, candy. And then the last thing I would like to say in terms of diet is 
When children have different caretakers, for example, grandparents and things, their teeth always tend to get more decayed because grandparents want to bribe the kids with sugar. So make sure that whoever is looking after your child, you educate them as to what you as the parent or caretaker or guardian want and don't want that caretaker to feed your child. Because you can be doing everything right, but someone looking after your kid for three or four hours in the day could be giving the kid the worst stuff ever, not knowing that they're doing that. And then you come back home and you're doing everything right for the child, but they're still getting decay. And you think something is wrong with you, but it might not even be you. It might just be someone looking after your child. I know my nieces like to trick me. They're not supposed to drink the sodas. They're supposed to drink water and things like that. But they always trick me. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? There's so many options nowadays. Like even boss iced tea. It's so, so yummy. Like my children love that. And I gladly give that to them. And I mean, if you look at me as a mom and a dentist and a pediatric dentist, my children do eat sugary stuff. I don't limit them. I mean, as much as I should, I would say. But I mean, they do still eat Oreos. They do still eat chocolate here and there. But because I have a really good oral hygiene routine of flossing, brushing twice a day with the fluoride toothpaste, and of course, knowing when to limit sugar, they don't have any dental decay at all. So it does work. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Dr. Sidat. For more on preventing caries in children, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Or you can send a WhatsApp to 076-132-0454. I would never blue tick you, babes. Yo, Bazali. Like parents, please take your kitty's dental health seriously. Helping children... Develop healthy habits to care for teeth while they are young is important. These habits can set the stage for good oral health care throughout their entire life. They can avoid many of the problems that result from poor oral health, including gum disease, caries, and tooth decay. It is also a confidence thing, like Dr. Farasidat said. That brings us to the end of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Health from Zanzi. From me, Lulu Ngakani. Have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.